For it is by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourselves, but it is a gift of God. Ephesians 2.8 Welcome to Grace Bond Ministries. Hey everybody, uh, it's Jonathan here. I am, uh, just the Lord put it on my heart. I've been wanting to do another podcast. Um, the Lord's put this on my heart. It's something I've personally been struggling with, so it's it's uh, it makes it a lot easier and a lot more real when I talk about the the things I'm currently struggling with. Uh, so, anyways, I'm making this. It's called the Eternal Loser. Uh, before I get into it, though, I want to just announce a few things that have been going on uh, with my life and Grace Bond Ministries. Uh, most of you already know, and you, some of you might even be listening to this uh, on the podcast. But I found an app. Uh, it's called Anchor. And you can actually create a podcast and do the whole thing for free and get it on all these different platforms and things like that. And so uh, if you're watching this on Facebook or uh, on YouTube and you want access to the podcast, uh, you can you can get them on Spotify. Just ask me. I'll send you, you know the links or whatever. But you can get them on Spotify, on Anchor, on a couple of the platforms I never heard of. Uh, but I'm most excited about Apple Podcasts because that's the most popular podcasting app uh, in, in the world. And so, anyways, um, so I've got I've got a, a podcast now. That I'm really excited about. I've got a ton of podcasts already uploaded on there. Um, so go check those out. Uh, all those are ones that I've you know YouTube videos or Facebook Live videos. So what I do is basically I, I make the Facebook Live videos, and I can easily put them on YouTube, and then I can also easily uh, turn them into a podcast, so they can be on all the podcasting apps. So, anyways, I've actually uh, I've got all those podcasts going and uh, I also got uh, two podcasts I'm hoping will will follow through uh, I think they will uh, the problem is getting prepared for and having time to prepare for them and uh, and it's with a bunch of other people so uh, one of them is uh, it's gonna be a zoom meeting with three of my friends uh, me and one buddy we went to college together we're very good friends very close we don't agree on everything uh, but we do agree, Austin Pounds, that y'all know of, we do agree um, that we both think that Calvinism is wrong. And we have two friends that think uh, Calvinism is, is a very biblical um, <clears throat> and is, is the right way to understand the sovereignty of God and things like that. Uh, so you would think, you know, we get all four of us together that we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about Calvinism. That's not what we're going to do. Uh, I, want, I, I told them, I said, uh, I really don't want to debate. I said what would be good is if we could talk about unity and how to have unity as people, as believers, when we disagree on things that, I mean, this is a major disagreement, uh, but we can still have unity even when we disagree. But there are certain limitations to that. Uh, so can we unify local churches? Can we unify uh, as, as a denomination? Things like that. So that's what we're going to talk about in a Zoom meeting, and that will only be posted to YouTube. I'll share it whatever, but it'll be posted to YouTube and posted as a podcast, um, things like that. So I'm excited about that. The other one is with uh, a friend of mine who is who who says he's uh, he believes that he's uh, called to children's ministry, and uh, he's actually going to seminary right now in New Orleans. His name's uh, Braden, and uh, we're talking about <clears throat> we're we're both kind of doing some research and preparing and praying and and uh, trying to do a podcast about how to uh about children about children's ministry what children really need uh need to hear and, and uh, some things that uh, he can he can show us and teach us about that and also 
<clears throat> I told him, I said, well, what's, I said, something that'd be interesting to me is to think about what kind of apologetics that uh, kids need to know. And kids are asking, like, what kind of questions are they asking and things like that. So I'm excited about that. That's my friend Braden. Um, I'm guessing that one's going to come before the other one because that's the other one's with three other people. And this one's just with one. So uh, those are two major podcasts I have coming up. I'm going to do some other small ones like this. Uh, and I just, I've got a couple other things on my mind, on my heart. And I'm just trying to find time to do and uh, to explain that and to explain why I haven't had time to do it. Uh, for those of you who don't know me closely or don't know, may not even know me personally, I, uh, <clears throat> uh, first of all, Praise God, I've recently just discovered that uh, we just recently found out my wife is pregnant, uh, which is just amazing. Doctors told my wife a few months ago or a year or so ago that uh, she was infertile, and uh, we, didn't, we didn't know if we were ever going to have uh, biological kids. And, uh, but, you know, one day we just found out that she was pregnant, and the baby's going strong, and we're very excited about it. Um, the other thing is, I, some of y'all may not know this, I'm actually a, a youth pastor now. I talked about it in one of my earlier podcasts about, um, about how I was about to take a, a ministry role as a youth pastor and whatever. Um, but our youth pastoring, uh, youth pastoring at Northside, that's where my church is, Northside Baptist Church. Youth pastoring here is, it's a, it's an outreach, it's a mission. Uh, we actually do a, we do a bus ministry. And so on the bus ministry, we're bringing in a bunch of kids that aren't Christians, aren't church kids. And uh, we're just sharing the love of Christ with them, sharing the gospel with them, and things like that. It's it's a very difficult ministry. Uh, you know, imagine imagine uh, having a group of 40, 40 something kids coming and uh, <clears throat> that aren't Christians and don't have any respect for the Bible or God's word or church or anything, and uh, try to teach them the Bible. Uh, it's very it's very complicated, very difficult, and uh, that's what I'm actually going to talk about today about this eternal loser. You know, I, uh, <clears throat> the eternal loser is Satan, you know, if you haven't caught on to that yet. But uh, this, is, this is something I've been struggling with because life is tough. Ministry is tough. The Christian walk is tough. Uh, you know, and, and uh, the reason I call this the eternal loser is this is what keeps me going. This is what should keep any Christian going is to know that Satan has already been defeated. And there's another, you know, another point in his in in the future where he will be completely done away with. Uh, but the things of Satan, his control, and all things like that's all defeated. And uh, and I and uh, you know, love or hate hymns or whatever. But uh, recently, I've, I'm actually the worship leader too at my church. And uh, recently, I just when I get into those hymns, especially "Victory in Jesus," you know, once you know a song so well, you can just sing it. Uh, "Victory in Jesus" is great, and just to hear the whole church. Just be so excited to sing this song. The kids singing this song, and just thinking about how uh, Jesus gives us victory. And I've teared up a couple times singing that song, uh, and it's very encouraging, very helpful to me to sing that song and to remember that song. You know, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. You know, to think about that, think about what Christ did for us. Uh, it's a great, it's a great thing, and I do that a lot with hymns. Hymns are hymns are beautiful songs. Um, and I, anyways, uh, but you know, life, life in ministry is tough. It's very tough. Uh, when I say life, I'm, I'm talking about the Christian life. Uh, it's very tough. Look at this into this. This is um, this is Second Corinthians. Turn with me in your Bibles if you if you're uh, able to do that. Yeah, I don't know, sure if you're where you're listening at or how you're listening, but uh, it would help. 
I know it helps me. I'm sure it would help you too if you could turn with me to these passages. But this is 2 Corinthians. Um, 2 Corinthians, where am I at here? Chapter 1, verse 8. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 8. It says, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. Even Paul said that, that ministry, that his Christian walk had gotten so difficult that he despaired even being alive. Paul was having suicidal thoughts because of how tough ministry is. And granted, Paul went through a lot more than, uh, than we did. I mean, uh, flip with me to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And it makes a lot of sense once we read these, uh, why Paul felt that way. This is 2 Corinthians 11, verses 23 through 29. Are they ministers of Christ? Uh, he's responding to some people who said they were uh, they were greater than Paul, basically. People shouldn't listen to Paul. They should listen to them. Uh, <clears throat> you have to read the whole passage in context to see Paul's not really boasting here, necessarily. Uh, he says, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeying often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils my, by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness, in painfulness, in watchings, Often in hunger and thirst and fastings often in cold and nakedness. Because those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily. The care of all the churches. Which is who is weak and I am not weak. Who is offended and I burn not. So it's pretty obvious. you know. And, and Paul has all the right to say that ministry is tough. Life is tough. Everything he's been through kind of makes stuff that we worry about. Uh, it it kind of makes it a little difficult you know, to even say we're worried about it. But uh, it's all relative. You know, never, ever, ever, ever downplay somebody when they say that they're suffering with something. Never say, oh, well, you know, just, you know, there's other people suffering worse than you know. You need to talk to that person. You need to talk to that person. Let them know that their suffering is noticed, that you're there for them, that you care for them. And don't ever undermine or, or, or weaken their, their, uh, their stuff. You know, sometimes you do have to show some tough love if it's a constant thing. Uh, but, you know, you... You, it's kind of relative when you're going through stuff like that. It's, it's relative to the person and how they're feeling. You know, you can't you can't tell somebody their feelings aren't true. Uh, you can tell them why they shouldn't feel that way and why they should you know trust Jesus in this, trust Jesus in that, or change this or change that. Uh, but you need to be there for people. But you know, the Bible says that our battle is not. A, I didn't write down the verse for this. I believe it's in Ephesians six, but it says our battle. Uh, is not against flesh and blood. It's against the principality. It's against the darkness of this age. It's against Satan. It's against the demons. It's against evil. A real battle. And I think about that often when I have, uh, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I'm a youth pastor. When I have teenagers or, or even adults that are just giving me a hard time or whatever, um, <clears throat> I think about this often. That my battle is not against that kid. My battle is not against an adult. My battle is against Satan that's, that's influencing the person that, that in my way, that's, that's in my life right now. Satan trying to get at me through them, trying to push them away from me. Uh, and, you know, sometimes, you know, we have to make 
tough decisions as a minister. You know, sometimes I had to suspend people. I have to tell them they can't come to church for a few weeks. Uh, we've had one. We told him he could never come back to our church ever again. Uh, <clears throat> you know, so sometimes you kind of have to do that. But uh, with everything in my power, I try to keep kids in church as much as I can. Uh, with you know, with I have to I have to discipline. I can't just let them uh, run the church. I can't let them do whatever they want. Otherwise, they're never going to realize that they have to change and that they need to repent and turn to Christ. Uh, <clears throat> but this is what's important. Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. This is uh, what most people agree. Uh, this is a reference, uh, I believe, and a lot of people agree with me, to the Messiah. And this is in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And it says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman. He's talking to the, to the uh, serpent. And between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And I think that's a reference to Jesus. Uh, look with me also in John 16, uh, John 16, verse 33. John 16, 33. It says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The battle has already been won. So when we face difficulties, we face the attacks of Satan. Remember that the battle has already been won. Jesus has conquered all the stuff that tries to get us down. He's conquered Satan already. He's conquered this. He's conquered all kinds of different things. He conquered fear, death, all sorts of things. Um, he has conquered. He has. Oh boy. Sorry. He has. Uh, he has conquered. All of these things. Thought about that. Uh, but that's important to remember. When you're facing tribulations, you're facing trials, remember that God has already conquered those things. Uh, God has already conquered the evil of this world. Uh, and, and ministry is difficult. The Christian walk, the Christian life is difficult. Uh, but the blessings of the Lord are eternal. Salvations are eternal. So you put all that time and effort into reaching someone. You try to put all that time and effort to reaching the lost. And if you just get, since I've been at Northside, uh, you know, by testimony, I have, I have, I have two youth that have been saved, and who knows how many others have, you know, gone home and said prayers, or how many others were uh, weak Christians who have become stronger Christians, or how many others have, you know, started thinking about their salvation, thinking about their lives. And uh, how they need to turn to Jesus, you know. And so all that's worth it. I mean, all that stuff's eternal. But you also think just personally, you know, it's not just about salvation. Uh, if you make your whole life, you know, the purpose, you know, the whole meaning of you being here is for salvation. You've missed the point. Uh, God created the world. You know, he didn't just create people, a bunch of lost people. Uh, you know, he created the world. He created beauty in around us. And the Bible says, you know, to enjoy the works of your labors. And Ecclesiastes, you know, you work hard. And you rest and you enjoy the things that you worked hard for. So, you know, it's not wrong to, you know, watch TV. It's not wrong to play a game every once in a while, you know. <clears throat> but the blessings of the Lord are eternal. Uh, the peace and all that that stuff. And, you know, since I've been a youth pastor and I've, I've had some very, uh, very difficult days. Some some days i just just heartbroken. You know, it's not that I'm really depressed or anything like that. I'm just kind of heartbroken. I mean, there's sometimes, you know, I've been... You know, get go get a night of depression or th something like that. Uh, but there's most nights that I'm upset about the youth. It's, it's not because I'm angry or anything like that. I'm just heartbroken that that uh, there's always these distractions and they're just not listening. 
They're not listening to what I have to say. They're not listening to the word of God. Uh, <clears throat> and so what, what all this has taught me, though, is taught me humility. It's taught me patience. It's taught me all the fruit of the Spirit. So turn with me there. Let's, let's look at those fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. I'm reading out of the King James, by the way. Galatians chapter 5, verses 21 through 23. Um, that's not right. Verses 22 to 23. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. And so being a youth pastor and being going through the difficult circumstances, it's not that I personally have come up with a way where I can have uh, peace, where I can have patience, uh, you know, long-suffering, whatever you want to call it, uh, meekness, humility, whatever, what it does is it's humbled me down to the point where I know and I realize I have to rely on the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit in my soul, the Spirit inside of me uh, that, that is trying to fight off my fleshly desires. I have to rely on that Spirit in order to do the work of God, in order to get through life. And that doesn't just, just apply to you know ministers in a church or whatever. Applies to every Christian, which we're all called the ministers of the gospel, you know. But it's uh, we're we're it's it's for all Christians, uh, you know. And it's not that we can come up with you know some fancy way we can have better patience and hope and all that stuff. Uh, it's found in the Lord. It's found in the Holy Spirit. And so it's humbled me down to realize I have to rely more on the Holy Spirit in what in what we do. So how do we deal with um, difficult lives? How do we deal with this? How do we get closer to the Spirit? Uh, just a few things that popped into my mind. Uh, prayer is a big one. And uh, just to be honest, prayer is prayer is one of the weakest things about my spiritual walk. Uh, because I, I have a tendency to want to handle things myself. I don't, want to, I, don't, I don't like putting off on other people, for one. But for two, it's because I don't really trust other people. Or I, or I think I can do it myself and I don't need somebody else's help. Uh, stuff like that. So prayer... Uh, prayer pushes me to say, no, I do need other people's help. I need to I need to cry out to God because I need him in this. I need him in everything I do. So I need to cry out to God and pray to God, talk with God. And that's also another part of you know, building a relationship with Jesus. But one of the things that also helps me too is worship. I have a, I, if you have Spotify and you want my playlist, I'll be more than happy to send you the link and you can, you can listen to it all you want. Uh, but I've created playlists that I, songs I really like, worship songs I really like. I can get in my car, drive you know twenty minutes up the road, and I've had twenty minutes of an awesome worship experience all by myself in my car, praising God with everything I have, crying you know like crazy or whatever. Uh, but worship helps, uh, relying on the Spirit. Worship helps to allow the Spirit to give His fruit. That that word fruit there is not it's not plural. You know, it's it's a it's the fruit of the spirit. It's this one fruit. It's letting the spirit dwell in us and take control over us and, and to give up our flesh and to and to give it give our lives over to the spirit more and more each day. <clears throat> the next thing is study your Bible. Every decision I have to make as a minister, I love it when the Bible teaches it. <laughs> I try my hardest to never make any decision if the Bible does not teach it. 
because I know that it doesn't rely, it doesn't fall back on me, it falls back on God and how he taught me how to do and how to handle people, how to handle these things, how to handle these issues, these situations. It pushes me back to God. What would God do? You know that old phrase, what would Jesus do? It's found in his word. So if you don't know the Bible, you're not going to know what to do or if you're going to do something wrong and then you're going to regret it and all this stuff. But if you know the Bible, if you're studying the Bible, if you're reading the Bible daily, uh, then you then you know more about what God would have you to do, how God would respond to those situations, how God, you know, even the Old Testament, you read how God responded to Israel and all the sin that they did. Read Judges, and you'll see how God showed His grace and love to people who were pain in the butts. Uh, just to, just to pain, just to, you know, in, the, in Judges, there's this phrase, and it says, "They did right. Well, they did what was right in their own eyes," you know. And I think about my youth group, and I got all these kids, and they're they're doing right. Uh, and what's what's right in their own mind. So none of them actually want to be bad people. <clears throat> they want to be, uh, they want to be pretty good or, or well liked or whatever. There's some kind of standard for their living, uh, some kind of standard for their living. Some of it's just to please their friends and look cool or whatever. That's their standard, um, <clears throat> you know. But if you're if you're, you know, and just watching those kids, they come up with their own way to do things, and they they tell themselves, well. You know, I'm not as bad as this person. You know, you keep going on and on and on and on. I'm not as bad as this person, that person, that person, that person, that person, that person, whatever. Uh, that's not how the Bible tells us to do things. Uh, but it breaks my heart to see that, that they've created their own morality, their own subjective morality in their own heads. Uh, and that's, that's just not good. And uh, hopefully the Holy Spirit can grab their hearts and twist those hearts and uh, pull them towards him in that. So study your Bible so you know what the Bible says, how to deal with situations. Um, and the, the most important thing is to keep your relationship with Jesus strong. All that stuff has to do with that prayer and worship and, and uh, studying your Bible, reading your Bible. All that stuff has to do uh, with building a relationship with Jesus. But, you know, Christianity, and a lot of the, it's hard for me to explain this to you because they just don't get it until they really become strong Christians. But um, even, you know, with people, <clears throat> they they keep thinking that, to be a Christian or to be even a good person or, or a good Christian person. Uh, they have to follow the, these kind of these commands or whatever. Uh, that's not how the Bible says to do it. It's not how the New Testament says to do it. It's not how Jesus explained to do it. Jesus explains it, you know, to, to basically have a relationship with Jesus. And the closer you are to Jesus, the, the more righteous you become. Uh, so there's, you know, there's two different types of righteousness in the Bible. I'm not going to get into that much now, but there's a positional righteousness. So when we're saved, we are we are seated at the right hand of God. The Bible says, uh, and so as soon as we're saved, we're seated at the right hand of God. So we're already we already have the status of a righteous person that can be in the presence of God. Um, but the second righteousness is 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 like a it's like an obedience righteousness. It's like a being good kind of thing, the, a good works kind of thing. Um, and the Bible does talk about that. There are you know we can we can be unrighteous people who are Christians. Uh, but as we become closer to Christ, our righteousness increases because we become more like Christ. Uh, we know him. We know his character. We know what he's done. Uh, we know how God, you know, because he is God. And so we read the Old Testament. We see how God worked. And uh, we, we, we uh, learn more about God and how to treat people better and how to love people and how to share the truth with people about God's word and about the gospel. But keep your relationship with Jesus strong and that will help you. It's helped me in my marriage. Specifically, I, th I can think of that has really helped me late recently. So I just realized how much Jesus loved me, and uh, it just drives me to love you know my wife more, to love my wife more, and like Jesus loved me. You know, He says, "Love your wife like like Christ loves the church," 
you know. And so be, building that relationship with Jesus, knowing how much he loves me and how he knows all my thoughts and actions and everything, and he still loves me, um, it pushes me to love others more, love my wife more, love the youth more, love the sinners more, <clears throat> and all that stuff. Um, you know, and, and I think about, you know, another example of that in real life, you know, I think about the youth. I had somebody walk up to me the other day and say, man, you, you really, you must, you really got a grip on those kids. They were working so hard and listening to you and all that stuff. And, and uh, I thought about that. And I think about the kids that actually listen to me and respect me. And it's because I have a relationship with them. They know what I'm like. They know my heart. You know, when you build your relationship with Jesus, you know his heart. You know what he's like. You have more respect for him. And you learn a lot from him. And you treat people. You start to treat people slowly and surely. You start to treat people the same way Christ treated you and how Christ treats you now. <clears throat> but, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy to be a minister. It's not going to be easy to be a Christian. Uh, but it will be the best life you have ever had and you ever could have if you will be a Christian. If you'll be like Paul and at the end of your life you say, God, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. And then just and then God tell you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done, my good and faithful servant. But, but that's the thing. In this life, if we're Christians... The life of worry, the life of anxiety, the life of uh, endless sorrow, unrest, etc. All that bad stuff, it's gone away. You know, when you're a Christian, when you have a strong relationship with Christ, you know, there is no worry. There is no anxiety. There's not, you know, you can be sorrowful sometimes, but it's not endless. It ends, you know, and you're, you're patient and kind and uh, all this stuff. All the, all the bad stuff has been, has already been defeated by Christ. Uh, I just want to close with this verse here. This is Romans 8.31. Romans eight thirty one. It says, What shall we say then? Say to these things, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? Uh, I believe it was Andy Minio in one of his songs. He says, uh, the only one I fear is God, and he's on my side. Uh, if God is on our side, there is nothing ever that could ever, ever, ever stand against us and be successful. Uh, <clears throat> that's what he's saying there. There's going to be some stuff that stands against us, but they're never going to be successful if we just follow Christ, love Christ, trust Christ, humble ourselves to say, we can't do this alone. We need the Spirit. We need God. We need Christ. Uh, but it's and it's tough, you know. It's tough to do that. It's tough to give up the world. It's tough to uh, stand up against evil in this world. And uh, you know, I, I preach every Tuesday to a bunch of kids that I follow throughout the week, and they're cussing and doing all kinds of stuff, uh, treating people bad, bullying people, talking about people, gossiping about people. I mean, all sorts of things. And uh, you know, and it and I go on Tuesdays and I just preach the word. I love them. And I preach the word to them. You know, and it's tough, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And God is always on our side, and he's walking with us. He's walking in front of us, working, preparing hearts, uh, doing all sorts of things. You know, I pray and pray and pray for Tuesday meetings, and I'm, I'm convinced that uh, every Tuesday that God, he may only be getting through to a handful of kids, but he's getting through to somebody because I have prayed so much that God has to be in that place. He has to be in that place. He has to be working in their lives. Uh, he is on our side. He's, he never leaves us alone. And just know the victory has already won one victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. The victory has already been won. So praise God for that. 
and pray, get pray. You know, if you want to talk to me, hey, listen, I could use somebody to talk to too. You know, so don't think you're talking to me and you're just going to be a burden on me or whatever. We can talk, we become friends, and uh, man, we can we can uh, we can get through this battle together uh, with the power of the Holy Spirit on our side because the victory has already been won. So thank you. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, like the Facebook page. Uh, that's the best place to go for all this stuff is to go to the Grace Bond Ministries Facebook page. And I uh, like that and follow that. I, I write different blog posts and things like that too sometimes. So you get a little bit more if you follow the Facebook page than the other stuff. Um, <clears throat> but listen, also, if you if you ever have a question or you have a comment, concern, you know, let's talk. You know, I'm, I'm all about dialoguing. Uh, I love dialogue, and we need to die. We need dialogue in this world. We don't need to isolate ourselves and uh, just and just keep things bottled up. We need dialogue. So, uh, post any comments, questions, concerns. Uh, but you can also email gracebondministries at gmail dot com with any questions, comments, concerns, and I will respond to them uh, quickly, and uh, or as quick as I can, I should say. And I'll respond to them. We can have a conversation, or I can, you know, if you had a question, I can try my hardest to try and answer your question. Uh, in a live video, in a blog post, or whatever the uh, Lord leads me to do. But anyways, thank you for watching. Uh, I, I love you. If you if you need someone to talk to, I am here. Uh, and uh, being a youth pastor and working the jobs I have to work, I am literally up at almost every hour of the day. So uh, don't don't hesitate to call or text me. Um, okay. Anyways, thank you for watching. Uh, remember, victory in Jesus, my Savior, forever. The devil, the devil is the eternal loser. And don't let him or anyone else convince you otherwise.